Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. We have Dion from Dion Talk this morning. How you doing, sir? Howdy, Mike. I'm doing great. I'm ready for round two. Hey, one of the things that I found recently is an interactive United States map of 392 metros or MSAs. This is interesting because I have watched a lot of reventure consulting videos here recently because lots of my lots of my followers watch his videos and send them to me, right? When I look at my my uh, YouTube analytics, he is number one. So I've unfortunately had to watch a lot of his stuff. And some of his great videos, his charts are, are interactive maps. So what I did is I found one put together by CoreLogic and Fortune Magazine. We're actually going to pull it up. I'll put the link in the description below where we can actually look at the true calculation and figure out what markets could be a bubble or not. Sometimes I go through Reventure's videos and he's kind of missing pieces, right? He talks about price without interest rate, or he talks about this without income. And it's, it's always full of half truths, but everything's a crash, right? When you go back and look at 18 months of his videos, everyone's a crash and that just doesn't make sense. But I did think we should talk about this. 386 markets, some of them are set up to be a bubble. Um, have you seen this? I haven't seen that one. There, there's a there's a mental trick I try to use when it comes to taking in content. And this mm. is something I wish our viewers would do. Here's, here's a quick Dion talk lesson for everybody. It is impossible for our brain to understand a negative. We can't do it. Here's the lesson. Don't think of a beach. Don't think of the water lapping on the sand. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't. So when we say simple things in grammar, like don't forget, the person doesn't hear don't, they're going to forget. You need to say, remember. And when we take in channels that are talking crash, bubble, popping, all of that, no matter how logical a person watching it thinks they're being, we are taking into our subconscious all of the negative that's in that video. So I haven't, I haven't watched this one and I try not to attack the other channels when they do that because I get it, it gets views. Yeah, no, and, he's- made, the videos really, of Reventure that I've seen, it's entertaining. Oh, I mean, he's, he's, got, he's yeah. way better at tech than I am. His videos are edited better. Oh, Sound yeah. quality is probably better. Oh yeah, I, it, he's, he's, he is very good at what he does. I will give him that. But let's, uh, let's look at a independent third party. So here's the map. Again, they have very low, low, medium, high and elevated. So there are some markets that are elevated. So one of the things I want to remind folks of is when you come to my channel, I talk about no housing crash coming. I'm talking nationally speaking. I have also admitted there are markets in trouble and I, you might be very interested to see Olympia Lacey uh, tomb water. Is that near you? Tomb water. Yes. Yes. Tomb water. Yeah. So that would be in the elevated category. So that would be the highest level. Just over here, Seattle, Tacoma, Bellevue, low. Um, you know, 
So again, this is all interactive. Let's go to Fresno, my market. Low, there is a Hanford, which is a very small town that is medium where I live. Where, where do I live? Yep, San Jose, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, low. Look at all of Florida, basically low. Texas, low. So any thoughts on this map? Anywhere you want me to go? Well, the first one that you looked at that I think it was at high risk. Elevated, uh, yep. Three, three of my rentals are there and that is, they're my best yielding properties. That, that, that They're performing the best. Mm -hmm. The demand is there. Mm -hmm. um, a friend closed on a property in Lacey in November and is getting a 17 cash on cash return nice. already. And she's had it since November. Like that's what's projected for this year. Nice. If everything just kind of goes like normal, it doesn't have to improve anything this year. Mm -hmm. um, if we remember mm -hmm. at the start of the pandemic, everyone said Las Vegas was going to crash because it's a service industry area. Yes, yes. How did that turn out? Yeah. Las Vegas, Henderson Paradise, very low. I don't know what this is. Lake Havasu, high. I got to send this off to Omar, who has some uh, Airbnbs there. Yeah, again, does, just it's just interesting to look at just different areas. Does it explain what metric they're using to make it seem like it's at a high risk of crashing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a whole thing here. Core logic. they went through a pretty detailed analysis. Basically, um, basically it's affordability. And the fact that interest rates have gone up and incomes haven't. So really, it's it's the stuff that I talk about. Right, but I, I'm I'm assuming they're thinking incomes haven't gone up because companies have done four or five percent raises, not the people who are switching jobs or people who can relocate. Because mm -hmm. an example is mm -hmm. Olympia Lacey Tumwater. That that first one that you pulled up mm -hmm. is outside of King County. Right. And two years ago, pretty much to make over a two hundred thousand dollar income, you had to live inside King County in Washington mm -hmm. State for the most people. For the, most average people. Olympia is the state capital. It's where mm -hmm. all of the labor and industries buildings are. It's where all the state tech buildings are. Uh, people that can live around there now that used to have to live in King County, the income for those counties has mm -hmm. probably tripled wow. without employers giving raises. It's because people can now work from home. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a flawed data set. I'm sure. So this is the rents in rates, housing market. Again, this is just all data. I want to try to find the same spot. Where is it? I'll turn it over, overvalued. CoreLogic home prices in largest US housing markets. Overvalued, but getting a 17% return in less than six months. Well, what she, some of that's because of the interest rate she has, right? Which is lower than today. That would not be the same if she bought it today in fairness. True, but her rents are calculated from last year and already oh. this year they're up another. Yeah. Um, I have a tenant turnover in that area coming at, in, uh, I think May is their last month for June mm -hmm. and I already have 12 applicants. Yeah. 12 people saying when that place opens, there's like a built list for it and the rents are, are still going up. It's, it's going to be a bidding war when I put that on the, when I put that on, on apartments.com. Yeah. There's a couple of things when I look at data sets like this, again, all, Real estate markets are local. Have your buy box, right? Know your area, know your thing. Also, if you're going to watch external met metrics, watch migration, right? Watch employers, right? Know where people are coming and going from. Uh, I, you know, I get a lot of comments when I talk about a housing slowdown from folks in Florida. They're like, no, no slowdown here. I'm like, of course not. You're getting a thousand people a day going there. I mean, right. you know, F Florida is, you know, one of 50 states. 
these are national things. Um, there will be bubble markets. There will not be a national housing crash. Are these the right ones? Who knows? Uh, the people that are putting this together likely don't own rentals, likely haven't talked to landlords. They're scooping large data sets and putting them through unique lenses, which is done at the macro level, not at the micro level. So, so I like the idea of a housing bubble. Okay. Prices are inflated. The dollar is losing value. I mean, we were printing $120 billion a month for the last, you know, over a year. Mm -hmm. So we expect the dollar to lose value. Mm -hmm. I don't like when they, they say odds of a home price decline. Right. Bubble doesn't mean pop, but, but increased demand, decreased supply. Um, I think, you know, transactions, I agree. You, you nail that 100% every time. Transactions are going to, to tank. And Rainer. so- Crater, yeah. Crater agents and lenders should be developing a side hustle. Um, investors should really be on the lookout for predatory lending, talking yeah. about adjustable rate mortgages and how great they are. I've heard you talk about that in the last couple of videos. Mm -hmm. um, those are a bad idea. Yeah. Or worse, the lenders that are targeting low credit scores and talking about wrapping up high interest rate debt into a now asset-backed mm -hmm. long-term debt. Um, that's what people need to be aware of is, is as lenders get hungrier, they're going to push worse and worse products. Yeah. Again, folks, this is all about doing the work. Uh, what I would, what I would, when I look at the national housing market, which I have to do, cause I have a national audience really worldwide now is remind folks of a couple things. One, we still have 3.6% unemployment. Sure. We have layoffs coming, right? I just announced uh, this morning uh, that Robin hood, 9% layoff full-time employees, Wells Fargo, um, um, Rocket Mortgage, right? It's all the spots that I told you were coming are coming. We are going to see layoffs in Unicorn Tech as well. It's coming. Uh, we are going to see slowdown. The Bay Area already has days on market exploding, right? Also realize when people talk about cities, remember you're supposed to have a buy box. When you talk about what was one of the cities, Tracy, or what was it called? Lacey. Lacey, Tumwater, Olympia. Yeah. So let's just say Lacey because I can remember it. When you talk about Lacey, I know nothing about Lacey. But I know this. If it's like any other city I, I've been at, there's kind of three tiers. There's the luxury, there's the move up, and then there's the first-time home buyer. There's also, you know, small multis, you know, two through fours and, and bigger stuff. Get your buy box, right? I talked to Omar yesterday. Uh who is, um, who was very active last year. I think he did like 45 flips or something. And because we talk every week, he's my Tuesday expert. He's been backing off, but he has this one flip that he's, that he's had in escrow for too long to sell because the buyer, you know, is having trouble qualifying. And I'm like, dude, you've got to get out of that, right? The cost of cost of money, cost of carry, the risk of falling out. All right. So, he, you know, it's supposed to close what is today, Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday. So hopefully it's finally done, but you got to know where to look in the market. And today is not above the median, be below the median. I don't care where it was. If any of those markets were correct, the ones that were red, I guarantee you the first time home buyer market is going to be on fire everywhere. We just don't have enough. DR Horton announced yesterday uh, in their earnings call that they're actually considering building smaller homes. What does that mean? That means they know that affordability is a problem and the big stuff's not selling. But again, that's why I focus on older homes. That's why I focus on first-time home buyers. My median and my market's like 380. 
I don't want anything that it has after repair value above 300, right? I want all the safety in the world. That stuff is still white hot. Uh, and that's going to be white hot everywhere. So get your buy box, do the work, stop listening to national stuff, um, because it really has very little impact on your niche, would you say? But it speaks to the importance of doing the work consistently. Yeah especially when a couple of years ago or last year, builders were only doing high-end homes because that's where the margins were. So to know that that shift is coming is important. And then understanding the different investing strategies are being impacted differently. For the last nine years, flippers could royally screw up and come out great. Appreciation covered up almost all of their mistakes. So now interest rates are changing, changing. People's ability to qualify for loans is changing. Prices might not advance as fast, they might plateau. So flippers are impacted differently than a buy and hold investor. As a buy and hold investor, uh, I'm, I'm almost using a, a dollar cost averaging form of investing. Yeah. I say the payment, when I have it, I invest. So if prices go up, I'm buying less property. If prices come down, I'm buying more property. So in that area, if, if we saw, like in our previous video, a 50% crash in housing prices, I would just buy more property. Yeah. I would need to see a 50% rent decrease to even start to be concerned, that was still wouldn't even impact to where I started having to pull money out of my pocket. But yeah, you know, and let's talk about that, right? So again, as as somebody who has bought houses before, during, and after the last crash, guess what happens when I don't know, pick a number, twenty percent of homeowners lose their homes. Most of those people don't like living in cars and they don't like living on the street, so they rent. So maybe they can't rent a home because their credit's all messed up, but they probably can rent an apartment. So you guys don't like to hear this. Rents go up in a housing crash. Sorry. It's it's what happened in our area in 2009 to 2013. Uh, I, I still structure my portfolio expecting a prolonged government shutdown, pandemic, or stock market crash. And I actually shared this in the live stream last night. So I'm going to do an overshare on your channel right now, really quick. If you were watching my content and you liked Dion Talk Financial Freedom, and it was where you got your contact content from, and if all of my information was based on my experience, you shouldn't watch my content. What I did is I look at people like Michael Zuber, Lumberjack Landlord, people who invest on bigger pockets, and I studied for years people like you who actually invested before the crash, during the crash, since the crash, and what strategies were working for you. And I implemented that in my information. So since my information is taking your guys's information and then using my teaching ability from running the CDL school, translating it into short teachable segments, then I think my content has value. Mm -hmm. But anybody who's investing like me since around 2011 to 2013 till now, appreciation like a flipper has covered a lot of our mistakes. So if all of my information was just based on what I was doing, it would be terrible information. But I'm incorporating things that you and the Lumberjack talk about. This is how you set up your portfolio. This is how you watch the affordability index. This is how you, how you managed your leveraged position. Things that I wouldn't have to worry about if I was only thinking of what I've done in the last 10 years. Hmm. Because it's been the environment where mistakes don't seem like mistakes as long as you give it a couple of years for that appreciation and rent increase to cover up all the mistakes you made. Yeah. So that was my overshare for the day. Well, with that, where can people find you? <laughs> Right here on Dion Talk, uh, right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom, where I um, translate what I've learned from you and the Lumberjack Landlord. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Ciao.